for your run is supported by Paper Trails Greeting Co. Can't nobody stop you. You're not extra, you're ultra. Injuries suck, but you totally don't. At Paper Trails Greeting Co., they believe every runner belongs. Their founder, Kristen, created Paper Trails to both celebrate and support the experiences of every runner. She thoughtfully creates each card with the hopes that we can find something we relate to and can celebrate fellow runners. Their greeting cards range from celebrating milestones, supporting others through injuries, thanking your run coaches, supporting those friendships, providing motivation, and so much more. Each card is carefully designed and is a terrific way to support your fellow runners through whatever season of their running life they are in. I think many of us can agree that now more than ever, we could all use an extra bit of love and support. So the next time you want to celebrate, support, or surprise a fellow running friend, pick up a few cards from Paper Trails Greeting Co. and spread the love. You can visit papertrailsgreetingco.com today and explore all of their cards so you can bring some light to someone else's day. Again, visit papertrailsgreetingco.com to pick up the perfect card today and celebrate those running friends in your life. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of For Your Run. Sean? 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 Does anybody know where Sean is? I can't find him. Oh, that might be why. I have a special surprise for everybody today. Our guest on this episode is none other than a young man that you might know on Instagram as Sean.goes.running. <laughs> Sean, come on in. <laughs> Hello. Hi, Sean. Hello. How are you today? You know, it's... um. <laughs> Long time host, first time guest. It's really oh, yeah, nice. Yeah. It's nice to join you. Yes. We're so um, happy to have you. We, me, myself, you know, and I. <laughs> I, I. I had to um I had to move some mountains to make this work. My I'm sure schedule you did. was a little yeah. bit, um, <laughs> You're so bit you are quite busy. <laughs> <laughs> I, you are I, not only managing mm, a small business, a mm, podcast, mm, but you also are um the host of four Instagram accounts right now. <laughs> This is true. As our friend Bobby post pointed <laughs> yeah. out, you are now running four separate Instagram accounts. How you doing? I'm tired. <laughs> You're tired. Today, Why to, would you be tired? Today I'm gonna try and be an honest person, which is really <laughs> weird. Um, yeah, I am. Uh, I, I. So this is everything today is very funny because Blair is my coach. So. I did my long run today. You did. And um, things are starting to, I don't know why, but I had forgotten how difficult it is to plan playlists and pod things for runs that are longer than an hour. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, I finished the run overall. I felt pretty good. And I'm starting to get reminded about what running longer to my yeah. feet feels like and all yes. that. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I admittedly have been just like, I don't know, I'm constantly stressing myself out. So this week, the fun has been like, I've just had random, like, my arm is twitchy, my fingers are twitchy, because I think I'm just tired. Um, 
global running day happened. It did. It was Pacers a big day. started yep. for the run's birthday month. And I feel like I'm not doing enough for the birthday part. I always want to help brave like Gabe in June. And I feel like I'm not talking with them really. Um, so, you know, Blair, you and I are <laughs> two peas in a pod and I'm certainly feeling I'm, I'm proud of Pacers. I'm incredibly grateful for Pacers um, and all of the people that are willing to come with me on that journey. And I want to mm-hmm. do better with that this year. And Global Running Day was great. It was great to work with Kristen and Paper Trails. And it was great to do some fun things with Autumn mm-hmm. and Margo and Hayes. So yes. that was a fun day, but was also like, then I have Real Job. So yep. Real Job had four meetings that day of which I entered all of them saying, hello, I will preface this meeting with, I am incredibly distracted and will probably not be of benefit to our meeting, (laughs) but I am here and I will attempt to listen while Shopify notifications and other things um, just kind of pseudo fire off in my background. Yeah. So I'm tired. I'm grateful. I'm constantly... Wondering what it is I'm doing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you are allowed to feel all of those emotions. Those are all valid things. Um, I think you're doing more than enough. And I'm very excited that you have decided to let me interview you today for the podcast. (laughs) Yeah, I had a lot of fun going back in time and Mm -hmm. seeing all the things from when you first started. Do you remember when you started your Instagram account? Very, very <laughs> vaguely. And I... Do you remember your first post? Mm, <laughs> if I'm being honest, I don't. And I'm not really, supposed to. I don't remember mine. So. <laughs> I, I fought myself too on my brain desperately wanted to be abundantly prepared and go no. review. And I said, no, Mm-mm. I'm not no. going to do it. So. No. No. Inform me of this your, wonderful... So you, you had your first post in February of 2018. Mm-hmm. And it was celebrating frozen eyebrows. <laughs> yeah. So I had to be very excited about that because, you know, my love of cold weather. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> but you had gone for a run and you were celebrating frozen eyebrows as like a, mm-hmm. a time of running in your life. Mm-hmm. Would Froze- you say that you like cold running? Um. Yeah, it's. Especially in, I still like it. That first, I think that first post and the whole frozen eyebrows thing that year was a celebration for me of, I had been running in like summers. Mm -hmm. And then when time changes happened, I would normally work until like six and it would be dark here at like 4.30. So I, I would give up on running through winters mm-hmm. and then you're basically starting over when you take three months off. Yep. And so I had told autumn that year to buy me running winter, running apparel for Christmas. So I think I was like celebrating you the fact celebrating. that I was yeah. being bold enough to actually stick to something. Mm-hmm. Um, which was also a new phase of Sean was <laughs> sticking to something uh, and doing something for myself. So 
Well, I had to giggle because your posts um, reflected a lot of, you know, like we celebrate like our times, our watch times. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember your watch back then <laughs> was not a running watch? <laughs> yeah, it was an Apple watch. It was Apple watch like series one. <laughs> it was a series one. It was a series one. <laughs> it was. And then your pick, some of your photos had corded like oh. earbuds. Mm -hmm. It was uh -huh. fantastic. Uh -huh. I loved it so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember actually there was a definitive moment when I said the Apple watch can't, I can't with the Apple watch anymore. And it was, uh, if you ended right as soon as it told you it had hit a mile and you mm -hmm. stopped, sometimes it wouldn't count the last miles average pace. And I had done like a three or four mile run in the last mile. I was like, I want to see how fast I can run a mile. I was dying and I pushed the stop button when it hit four or five and it didn't tell me. And I was like, no, no, nope, we're done. done. <laughs> I can't, I can't do this. This has to count. Um, I was like, I need a watch that tells me what my last mile was. And that was like, I came home and, um, told autumn i was like i need to get a garmin and that's that was how that entire thing went down i was so mad <laughs> that i didn't know how fast <laughs> i ran does your is your current garmin the one that you purchased back then uh no or I this is a, a second version yeah i bought a 235 for mm -hmm. my first garmin and then um in very I'm a little better about this now in retrospect, but there was a point where I think our buddy Jim and a few other people had gotten Phoenix sixes mm -hmm. and I, by trade, everybody, I am an interface designer and the 235 always made me mad because it was a poorly designed interface. So mm -hmm. I saw Jim's watch and I was like, it looks better. It looks easier. It looks like they tried. I want that watch. <laughs> I'm sorry, Garmin. I know no the one. 235, you didn't try on that one. So. I was like, yeah, you guys phoned it in. So um, yeah, when I saw a bunch of people getting Phoenix sixes, I was like, that looks like a better watch. And mm -hmm. then I, you know, Autumn then also had to have one. So we were both like trying to sell our 235s and get Phoenix sixes. And that yeah. is what is still on my wrist and the band is starting to tear. So uh -oh. I need to get a new band and all that jazz, but yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, do you remember when you switched to non corded buds and what that was like for you? Uh-huh. <laughs> This is like, this is a whole episode of shots fired at companies, I think. No, um, it's not. It's just a celebration of evolution. Yeah. We all started with cotton clothing. Yeah. Too many layers, like yeah. um, corded buds, uh -huh. uh, earbuds. Um, yeah, no, it was just, a, it was fun to see like the difference from what like running gear was at the beginning and what running gear has become over time. Yeah. I, um, a friend of mine, I because I'm not on my personal running account nearly as often anymore. No, yeah. But a friend of mine in the UK named Kelly, who I used to talk to all the time, um, she had Jaybirds, mm -hmm. and she's a big IG influencer. So Jaybird like sent her multiple pairs to try and. I was like, oh my God, wireless earbuds. This is the coolest thing ever. <laughs> and I got them and they were, there was too much pressure 
in mm-hmm. my head. Um, yeah. So my ears were popping uh, with the Jaybirds, and I was then I was super sad because I was like, "Oh God!" Like I guess I can't wear in ear earbuds, um, mm-hmm. which bummed me out. And that's when I found what are now shocks mm-hmm. um, aftershocks at the time. And that worked super, super well. The Jaybirds would also like cut out when I was around taller buildings and stuff like that, which was weird, mm-hmm. but um, I'm sure they're better now, but um, <laughs> I have been aftershocks ever since I run on a lot of sidewalks and stuff like that. Uh, especially when I was working at a building, uh, a lot of my miles, which are a lot of my miles are still actually where I used to work. I just, you know, it's a comfy place to go back to, but um, yeah, aftershocks for being able to hear um, 18 to 23 year old students erratically driving. Yes, and I, often it's a probably um, very smart choice. Yes. So <laughs> aftershocks were everyone. a wonderful addition to my running <laughs> safety of everyone involved. Yes. Um, now, I know how your running journey started, but maybe you'd like to explain a little bit about running. I know you've touched on it a little bit in some of our previous mm-hmm. podcasts, but you do have some experience running as a youth. Yes, yes. Um, we're going to, okay, I'll go way, way back. I'm not sure I've gone way, way back. Um, I loved running as like a super tiny human when I was still taller than everybody. Um, and except for Dana, I learned about Dana in kindergarten. Dana Dana was my introduction to I am not Supreme. Dana 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 was was taller. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Dana was taller than me until about third or fourth grade. And every year (laughs) I'd show up to school wondering how much more Dana grew than me, but, um, shout out to Dana. Shout out to Dana. Uh, She's, I think she's about six feet tall. I think she got to about six, six, one. So she grew a lot. That is um, tall for Dana. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I ran in elementary school. We had this great big field behind our school and all of the kids in my class would call me road runner. Cause I just had legs and mm-hmm. no other parts of me were apparent. I think I just was like <laughs> legs, hips, and a neck with some arms jutting out. Um, and yeah, I, I loved, I could run really fast. Everyone, they always put me at the end of relays. So I would catch people and the, the speed part of me didn't last super long. Eventually the long leggedness led to not being able to do 100 meter dashes. Sure. I the remember turnovers hard. <laughs> yeah. I started track and field in like seventh grade and thought, wow, I was like, I was fast as a kid for sure says the person that was in seventh grade. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I lined up for a hundred meter dash at our first like track meet and got my butt kicked. <laughs> and I was like, Oh yeah, I'm not fast anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so I started running distance a little bit and um, my best friend at the time and his brother were both cross country kids. And I remember like it was yesterday being the in between eighth grade and ninth grade between Mm -hmm. high school. And I was outside and my mom called me over to tell me that I was going to be getting dropped off at my friend Andy's house and I would be running cross country. I was informed. I was Mm -hmm. not asked. No, that's what I remember about Um, your cross country journey is mom was like, 
guess mm-hmm. what? Yes. <laughs> You're we voluntold. Will be, we will be dropping you off yep. and you will be running cross country. And uh, I was very, am, if you ask Autumn, she will say I'm not stubborn at all. No, that's a huge lie. Um, <laughs> that's a lie. Very stubborn. So when I was told I was doing it, I definitely didn't put a whole lot of energy into it. Sure, because nobody gets to tell um, you what to do, right? That, yep, yep, yep. So uh, cross country was all right. I kept getting, uh, I had goofy injuries. I mm-hmm. was one of the kids that always wore a backpack on my left shoulder my entire like childhood. So my left shoulder is actually lower than my right shoulder. So I had a pinched nerve in my left arm. Uh, as a youth, I would run. And after about two miles, my left arm would go numb. Mm. So then it would just be flapping. <laughs> How um, did that resolve? <laughs> I, I don't know. I genuinely oh, okay. don't. I, I don't know. Maybe just like once growth plates were wrapped up, then things were happier we're again. Okay but again. Yeah. yeah, there were periods of time where my arm would go numb and my coach would be screaming at me to move my arms. And I'd be like, Joe, no, I can't. The one's dead. And <laughs> probably, I can't even feel it. They <laughs> didn't believe me, but um, there were things like that. I was constantly getting hurt in goofy ways. Um, so yeah, cross country is in high school was uh, not fully in, involved, but yeah. So I, I gave up and through my twenties, about every year, I would think, um, I'll probably run someday again. Uh, I think I ran once, uh, when I lived in my first apartment, when I got my job that I still work for. And I think I ran about a quarter of a mile and that was the worst thing ever. And then it It took me another while to come back. So, yeah. 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 I, um, I learned a couple things. I didn't know you loved baseball as much as you say you do. I did. Um, I, I, I played a lot of baseball as a kid. I always wanted to be a pitcher. Um, so I used to play outfield mm-hmm. and my dad used to bother the coach like crazy that I should be a pitcher. And I threw a kid out at home plate from about 370 feet. Wow. And that was when our coach was like, oh, you can be a pitcher now. (laughs) Um, So then I started pitching. I was terrible at batting. I would just close my eyes and swing. And if I would hit the ball, I would be so shocked that I would stare at it and usually only get to first base because I'd be like, holy crap, I hit the ball. Um, But yeah, so I was a pitcher. I did a lot of that. And then. In traditional Sean grows too much fashion, I had overpronating arms. So um, they were kind of like, maybe you shouldn't continue pitching forever because your arms um, overpronate. Um, I think I was like 16, 15, 15, I think. I wasn't driving yet. They they misdiagnosed me with a thing called Marfane syndrome, which you know is. know what that is. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but you can tell everybody else. Yeah. yeah, it's when you have a heart palpitation, scoliosis, and overpronating mm-hmm. limbs. And mm-hmm. if you have it really bad, your lifespan is very short. Yeah. Um. So I was, I, I was misdiagnosed. I have like, a, I don't know, like a six or 
I think you have to have a 10 degree curvature in your spine to have Marfanes or something like that. I had like okay. a five or six degree curvature in my spine, my limbs and my fingers all over pronated, but not enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have a heart palpitation, but the first doctor I, I think was not an A-list doctor uh, when he graduated and told my mother that I just had it and that yeah. I probably shouldn't even try to finish high school. Wow. Um, which was kind of a crappy thing to say sure. to a kid. Yeah. Um, or the parents. Yeah. Yeah. So we went to uh, UPMC in Pittsburgh and I went through the dye in your blood and the listening to your heart and dying stuff in your lungs and all of those fun things. Wow. And then they told me that I didn't. Which Good was news. A, which was wonderful news. Wonderful but, news. Um, that was that was a couple of weeks of my life just being like this guy was like whatever you know. But um, so yeah, that kind of ended all of those things. And uh, yeah, I was just always getting hurt uh, in second grade. I my mom put a football helmet on me for Halloween, and I <laughs> turned my head the wrong way while she was trying to do it. And, partially cracked a vertebrae in my neck. So then I I couldn't play football. I wasn't allowed to wear a helmet until I was in my twenties. The doctors were basically like, he probably shouldn't wear helmets until like he's done growing. (laughs) Uh, So I loved, I loved throwing football too. I loved football, but I couldn't play football. Um, I loved basketball too. Um, But yeah, I would constantly like roll my ankles and I could jump really high, but I was also kind of semi uncoordinated. So I'd like hit my head off of the rim, but then like semi break my ankle and stuff like that. So, um, my pitch, when I interviewed for the job I have now, when they asked me why I was a web developer, I said, (laughs) it's because it's the only job I can have where I don't think I can break anything. Well, I wouldn't no. jinx yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, so speaking of web development, when did you get into like arts, drawing? Yeah. All of that. How did I that become loved, a habit or a hobby? Uh, my dad was a really good technical artist. Mm-hmm. He could, and so like, I remember being four, five, mm-hmm. and I would always tell him to draw monster trucks i just loved watching him draw it was Mm -hmm. like i would go into a trance like yeah i would just sit there and be like this is the most calming thing in the world Mm -hmm. so i would watch him draw stuff and so yeah through elementary school i drew monster trucks and race cars and all those things um and then into middle school, I realized I could draw people a little Mm -hmm. bit. So I started drawing, um, athletes and, you know, kind of in motion stuff. And I, I fell in love with this thing called stippling, Mm -hmm. which is dot shading, which is if you're an impatient person, stippling is not for you. (laughs) Um, I have a couple of things. I actually have one drawing that has been sitting on a desk over my shoulder since we moved into the house. I started when we were here and I haven't finished it, but it's uh, it's Princess Leia and it's probably got like a million dots on it. It's taken me forever. Um, I did get to see that when I patient, went and did my homework. <laughs> yeah, it's a very patient, uh, very, very, very patient form of art, but I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So yeah, I did a lot of stippling when I was in like high school um, and then into college a little bit. So yeah, my just watching my dad draw stuff was always like the most fun thing in my mm-hmm. life. Um, and he worked a bunch. So usually it was like once or twice a month I could get him to, you know, if he wasn't down, at yeah. his regular job or at his second job or at his third job, uh, I would get him to sit down and, and draw. So um yeah, he, he's hyper-technical in those ways. And it was just the coolest thing I thought like, and he would right, he would teach you while he was doing it. It's the funniest thing. Um, he was like, I feel like he could have been like a CAD instructor or something like teaching yeah. people how to draw like, uh, carburetors and stuff like that. Cause sure. he would like draw the monster truck, but he would draw like all of the springs and explain compression. Oh, and, cool. um, yeah, it was very fun. So I, I loved it. And, uh, that was what kind of got me into drawing. And I just started going further with it and I still love it. But um, as we've alluded to at the start of the show, I don't have much time to do. (laughs) No, you sure don't. (laughs) Definitely do not. But you're artistic and creative in other ways. I know um, looking back at your posts, they, they always had an air of like artistry Mm -hmm. to them from the very beginning. So that was yeah. Fun to see um, how that has kind of changed, but you know, through that and for the run, you do mm-hmm. get to be creative in many yeah. ways. Yeah. Well, and like the big thing was all that stuff kind of happened in a really funny order. Mm-hmm. I, when I started running again was shortly after I took the position that I currently have, um, so I started as a web developer. That means that that means like I could design the websites and code the websites. Um, then I became an application designer. So I would build interfaces, which you know. So then I would start doing. It's a lot of psychology. So I'd read a bunch of psychology books to understand how people expect things to work mm. and stuff like color theory and button placement and words in the buttons and how the That's words so phrased. If you use the wrong phrases, you'll confuse people um, huh. like the word cancel versus the word go back. Those are two very different things and you need to be cognizant of what those things are. Um Color theory is huge, negative space, things, how things are spaced on websites. You don't want to develop incorrect correlations with things. So I did lots of psychological studies and all that stuff and became an interface, which is a user interface and user um, experience designer. So that was kind of like my second thing at WVU Mm -hmm. within the same team. And then the team I started on had really poor kind of management leadership stuff. And a lot of the people that I started with ended up quitting. And then the boss of those people quit. And at that time, um, I just was like, I want to fix that. As I mean, Blair, I, I hate fixing things. I don't want to help people at all. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's very clear. <laughs> so, you definitely don't like helping. <laughs> yeah. So I, I decided to stop being a UI UX designer and I started, uh, I took over as the assistant director for the web development team. And then three of the four people on that team are people that I hired, um, which was very, very fun to be able to just find people that I felt like were good people. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I, I kind of didn't get to design as much. I, I had to teach other people what I thought was good design while also letting them design. Everyone designs differently. But um, so then I stopped 
doing that stuff. So mm-hmm. in a weird way at the same time, then I try to kind of start running and that's when my IG posts were basically like the place I got to run off to, to design fun things and play with colors mm-hmm. and, and all that yeah. stuff. And I always wanted to do t-shirts. I didn't know what I, I remember. I started at my current job and thought, I just want to start a t-shirt company, but I didn't mm-hmm. know why. I think I designed like four or five different t-shirt companies and was to the place where like, all I had to do was launch it. And I'd always be like, I don't have a why, like yeah. if I have no drive. I don't, I'm you know, it's not going to do well. And, uh, then I discovered the running community and loved the running community and wanted to help the running community. Mm-hmm. And at that point I was like, what could I do to help people? And I was driving home from work one night and was like, Oh my God, there's a thing I've wanted to do forever. What if I did the thing? Okay. But like, how does that, how do I help people by selling t-shirts? I, right. Like, right. It's cool for people to get a t-shirt, but there's not anything necessarily going with that. And so I was like, well, from a financial perspective, I was like, I don't really care about being profitable, which is a hilarious way to approach a business. <laughs> it's a great business model. <laughs> um, I just wanted to give back. Um, yeah. So admittedly for the first like two and a half years before the run, I, I think I, I think I, uh, I lost a lot of money mm-hmm. with my own money on mm-hmm. the business's money just because I was like, but I'm giving back. It's fine. Right. right. Um, yeah. And now only now am I, trying to be a little better about spreadsheets and profit margins and all of those things. But, Mm -hmm. um, for the run, my running account, um, have all been super healthy ways to let me keep designing stuff and kind of like, it's the funniest story. I think Blair is like, I went to day one of college Mm -hmm. and right. The more I think about this, the more I'm like, why do we why do we think 18 year olds know what they want to do? I agree. I remember it's the weirdest thing I remember that. Yes. To be like, you had to announce a major. And I was yeah. like, I don't, I don't even know. I can't even fathom what I want to do for my career for the rest of my life. Like, yeah, I, yeah it's too much to ask. They don't know yeah. who they are. Yeah. <laughs> they I, barely just got out of high school. Exactly. <laughs> I, you know? I, I knew I liked art. Um, yep. So I showed up to, I literally like, we like, I went to day one and thankfully this lady, I forget her name was like, um, I don't think that graphic design is the future of design. I'm a little, which knowing what I know now, it still is people, there's graphic designers that kill and it's great. But she was like, I'm a little nervous about graphic design. What if you just transition to multimedia design? And I was like, but I start today. (laughs) (laughs) And she was like, well, the first quarter of multimedia design is all the graphic design classes. And I was like, okay. She's like, so your schedule doesn't change. You still take Photoshop and illustrator and all these other things and an art class and an art theory class and all these things. And I was like, okay. So I just remember like calling my mom and being like, Hey, I'm not doing graphic design now. I'm doing this thing where I'll build websites. And my mom was, I think she was just like, Okay. Okay. Then, you're in school. Yeah. I bet she was like, Yay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She was just thrilled that I was in school. <laughs> she was like, you're in school and you have yeah. something to work towards winning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So then I started designing websites and thankfully I had 
three or four really, really awesome, uh, teachers in college. And, uh, they were constantly, so he, th- this is the other funniest thing. Like the last teacher I had that was like my portfolio class teacher. Um, I, when I was a student thought I was just being a pain in his butt. Yeah. Uh, and I kept trying to be like, you know, but I'm done. Why? You know, I had like four weeks of college left and my stuff was all done and he kept making me do more stuff. Right. And I thought he was just being rude. I was like, yeah. this is just rude. I'm done. I did all my assignments. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I should um, be rewarded. <laughs> so I don't get to go up there very often, but I'm on the academic advisory board for web development at that That's place great. now. Yeah. Um, and so I got the first time I went up there, he's still there. And I just That's was like, fantastic. Hey, like, why did you bust my butt so much? Like kind of <laughs> half jokingly. And that was, I think his second year of teaching. And he was like, why did I bust your butt? Why did you never stop? He was like, everyone would give you projects and you'd get them done too fast. So we just kept having to give you more <laughs> stuff to do. And I was like, what? Like, I didn't remember it that way. No, he was like, (laughs) yeah, he's like me and Mr. Joseph and Mr. Sayer would go crazy because everyone else would be working on stuff and you'd be done with stuff. And that's kind of the whole point of college is to not be done with stuff. So he's like, so we would just like not let you finish projects and give you more stuff to do. And I was like, it was just the weirdest conversation. Cause I was like, in my mind, I was like, this guy didn't like me. Like he just yeah. wouldn't let me finish stuff. And then I asked him and he was like, you were a pain in my butt. What are you <laughs> Actually, talking about? If like, you hadn't been so efficient with your time. <laughs> yeah. So and it was funny. An issue. It was very funny, but yeah. Creativity has existed for me forever and for ever. Many years. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, that's the benefit. Like with for the run stuff, um, it's definitely made me a lot better at what I actually went like day one of college was to mm-hmm. basically do what I'm kind of doing now for the run, which was yep. like graphic design and all that. So it's funny. You get to but... get your toes in a lot of different aspects. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not just the one toe, lots of toes. Well, um, do you remember your first like a race race, your very first race that you like kind of shared on Instagram? Uh, that's either Chicago 5k no. or yeah. Canaan So you Valley. did do that one. Yeah. But Canaan. there was, it was Canaan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Canaan was like a big deal and very exciting because. Yeah. I was, was going to be your first what? I, I don't know why, but I decided I would just start running half marathons. Half marathons. With that's no, right. <laughs> with, no, with no knowledge. Somehow internally you knew it was your favorite distance. Yes. Yeah. I still definitely love a half marathon. Um, and yeah, Kanane was, how did you get connected with that? So that was, that was really funny. Um, we, Autumn and I went to Chicago. Uh, I had just kind of really gotten into running. She was Mm kind of thinking about it. Yes. We went to Chicago to run the 5k the weekend of the marathon. That one first. Yes. Mm -hmm. The 5k. But I think you had talked about running the half marathon and then something kind of came up and it had to be kind of postponed. Yeah. In the midst of seeing Chicago stuff, I kind of semi remember, I think it was like August when we booked maybe going to like Chicago and um, at that time, I, like, I think just like 
a local runner that I was following shared that this person was going to start a Canaan Valley half and mm-hmm. it was the closest thing. And I think also I was kind of like, well, if I explode and don't finish, <laughs> it's not, I'm not surrounded by like 30,000 people at a larger race. So it's I think I was and small. Yeah. yeah, I was like, that's a kind of good way to kind of dip my toe into it. And so I got, I got hooked up with the guy that was putting the race on and we still, we still keep in touch. He, um, is constantly trying to get me to put a, for the run booth at his races. And I'm constantly Mm -hmm. too terrified to take the leap and do that. Yeah. Maybe I'm starting to maybe (laughs) feel confident in it. Um, but the race was, I think that was autumn's first 10 K, um, as well. So mm-hmm. it was just a weekend of a little bit of crazy of celebration. Yeah. Um, I went out way too fast, which doesn't surprise me in the least bit. <laughs> um, what? I've seen, I think, uh, Kelly that we just interviewed talked about like, right. Like she passed the pacer and was like, whatever. And then right. the pacer passed her at the end and she's like, oh crap. And she blew up. Yeah. Um, that happened to me. I was at mile 11 and I heard people behind me and I looked back and it was this damn dude with the flag that I blew by at mile one. Yeah. And he had like 15 friends with him because they were all being responsible runners. Uh-huh. And right. Yeah. I was like, oh crap. And um they went right by me at like eleven and a half. And I got, I don't know. I don't know what happened. I was very sure that I wasn't gonna break two. Um and the last quarter mile of that race is this huge uphill into a ski lodge and i caught them right before 13 and passed them uh like literally before the finish and saw that the clock still said 159 and it was did. like wow yeah. i'm actually there so yeah it was weird that was a very weird experience i i thought i was done when they torched past me but yeah do you have a favorite of all the races and locations you've been to, to run? Do you mm-hmm. have a favorite? Um, so I have two in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, the Richmond half marathon was the weirdest experience of my life. Cause you had just ran I Chicago. Just ran Chicago yeah. mm-hmm. And, uh, I don't know how I ran that fast. Like my body just felt super great that day. Mm -hmm. So from a course experience, I just kept asking to go faster and I kept going faster, which Mm -hmm. I didn't anticipate. Um, but then naturally Chicago, um, the experience of that city that weekend is, I think one of my favorite possible things on earth. Mm -hmm. Um, when I started trying to figure out what running was, I found this guy on YouTube. Everyone, a lot of people know him as Kofuzi. Um, and I, so I just watched his stuff all the time. He did shoe reviews and shorts reviews and tank top reviews and hydration reviews and all mm-hmm. of those things. So he was kind of like my uh, pseudo awkward North star of like <laughs> finding shoes, finding gear. Um, so he's Chicago based and 
I had, you know, I really hadn't talked to him at all, but I was like, oh, he's in Chicago. Like, that's the coolest thing. And I had loved Chicago's the first place I ever went by myself. Like, I okay. just told my mom one day, I was like, I think I'm just going to like get on a plane. I'd never flown. Okay. I'd never been in an airport by myself and was just like, I think I'm just going to go to the airport, fly to Chicago, get a hotel, be yeah. in Chicago. She was like, this is the weirdest <laughs> thing ever. Um, so I just went. So that was like the first time I went anywhere. And then it was one of Autumn and I's first trips. And then the 5K was yeah. both of us running Memorable. together for the yep. first time. And, mm -hmm. um, and your first marathon. So Chica yeah, I mean, the amount of people in that town marathon weekend and the hype they have for, you know, you've done all the miles and now you're there. Right. Um, and then naturally there was a huge meetup with a bunch of people and yeah, uh, from an experience and not understanding, I to this day still don't. I've, I've told you a thousand million times. Like <laughs> I finished that race and I was like, I don't, I don't understand what just happened. But um, yeah, no, from but an it was fun to watch from afar. I enjoyed yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. So yeah, experience wise, Chicago, like best thing I've ever run and don't understand how I ran fast and did what I did, Richmond. So yeah, yeah but they were back to back. So it was just a good series of events in my life, but I was also like legs and glutes and feet and all those things were on fire. So, um, I was running fast, but I was also like on the struggle bus every time I ran. So, yeah. Um, I know we've talked sometimes about like what we've learned in running, but what would you say are like maybe your top three things that you've learned in your running journey, like to date, like, mm. I know it's a lot to think of, but we always think about what we would tell a new runner, you know, but yeah. like looking back on mm -hmm. what you've experienced since maybe just starting running again, mm -hmm. like what would be like three things that you've come to realize over time? Uh, I think the first one and I'm, I'm in it, right now and mm -hmm. it's being very helpful and courteous to me is like <laughs> a bad run is not nearly as big a deal as as it was so many people make it out to be mm -hmm. um and, and and given a bad run on a race sucks because yes. you put a lot of effort into the race i get that but yeah um in chicago training i was so confident that mm -hmm. every time I failed to either hit the pace I needed to hit or failed to finish or failed to start, I thought that was like, there's no way, there's no way I'm going to run, mm -hmm. uh, finish, be ready. Sure. Um, so I'm, I'm, that's the biggest, I think the single biggest thing is like bad runs have to happen. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's a lot of like growth in those runs mm -hmm. and, and they make the good runs better. Um, right. Yeah. But I, you know, I did in the little bit of looking back, I did, I, I was like looking at my run streak stuff when I was run streaking and mm -hmm. wondering, and, and it's so blatantly obvious why I, I mean, obviously I got COVID COVID yes. ended the run streak, but it did. Yeah. I was flirting with ending it prior to that because yes. I just was in pain all the time. Yep. And now I look back and like almost every run that I tried in the run streak was like started at 10, 15, 
end at a 650. And <laughs> I wonder why I felt like crap all the time. Um, and it's that thing of like, you show up, I'd see, you know, I'd, I'd be like, I'm going to go slow today. Swear to God, I'm going to go slow. I'd start slow. <laughs> and then imposter syndrome or any of that stuff would creep in or someone would fly by me. Sure. And I have to race. Obviously I'd wanna, it's a race. <laughs> I'd want to go get them. So yeah, all bets would be off. And every run was like the most, right? Like a progression run realistically is like five or 10 seconds off your mile pace from mile to mile. I was looking back and like a Minutes. five mile run, I'd be like 10, 15, <laughs> 9, 30, 8, 45, 8, 6, 50. Six, like, just yeah. like, just, that's, that's irrational. A it's, it, no, that, that's <laughs> suicide. That's, that's a slide. It's chaotic. Um, so yeah, I think like one of the biggest things is bad runs exist. They are not detrimental to what the next run will be. So that's the first thing. Mm -hmm. Um, the second thing I think is running is more than running. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is only now like that's the best thing I did, which is weird to say the best thing I did when I had COVID like that wasn't fun, but I just took off and right. I just, I was, I didn't, do anything active for almost 50 days. Mm -hmm. I took basically seven weeks off. I yep. had lung problems. Yeah. I had sleeping problems. I had all kinds of stuff, but, um, I remember like week seven, I was talking to you about yep. like, Hey, I think I'm feeling better. I think I want to try to get back. But I also was like, I'm not, there's no way in hell I'm coming back without being ready mm -hmm. in a different way. I yep. like, I had not done strength work for anything. Mm -hmm. I wasn't, you know, my glutes and my hamstrings and my IT and my calves and my feet, basically my entire lower body was mad all the time. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I, I got to strengthen those things. Like, and you know, Kaylee, our wonderful friend, Kaylee, um, constantly reminds us in her posts, like if you want to keep running, there's things you have to do, um, <laughs> instead of just running you know, for lack yeah. of a better thing, the Canadian send it like, you can't just <laughs> blaze the trail every time you go out. So that's the second thing is like, I'm really, I mean, just today I finished my run and all my brain could think of was like, you have to now go get food, mm -hmm. go get fluids, mm -hmm. lay down, stretch, do all like, I used to just get done, get yep. in the car, go home, lay on the couch and be proud that I ran. Right. That's just not the way. Um, so it's fueling before hydrating before days, right? Like yep. a long run just doesn't need 12 hours of water and then you're ready to rumble. It right. needs way more than that, but doing all those things before making time to do strength work, I do bridges and calf raises and side stuff, lunges and all those things before every run. Um, cause I need them. Um, so that's the second thing for sure is like, you know, the, the cliches you get out of it, what you put into it. And all I was doing was running. So, yeah. um, and then I think just the third thing is like, trust the whole 
it's the biggest cliche of all of them, but like trust the process, like whether it's your training for something or you're trying to get back to running a certain amount of distance, like when I was trying to train for Chicago, I started in June and I was like, I, you know, I had this thing in my head of like, by July, I have to be marathon ready. That's right. impossible. Right. Um, so, you know, I remember thinking that the 10 mile run had to be perfect and then I needed to be at 16 or 18 so closely after that. But it's, you know, when we talked to Heather, like mm-hmm. that was another the best part about this podcast, I think for both of us has been, sometimes you just have to hear someone else say the words to you, yes, but yeah. like, yeah. we, we, we don't peak forever. Like you train to yeah. get to a place and then you need to effectively detrain. Like mm-hmm. you need to let your body deconstruct a little bit and then give your body a rest and then start over. And I think for the longest time I've been like, I need to, ascend like mm-hmm. all the time like, all i times, have to yeah. be getting faster yeah. like you and i have talked so much about like yep. every run has to be in the low nines <laughs> high eights or uh, i'm not doing it right right um you, you've probably noticed on my vo2 i've been like trying to stick in the tens on my mm-hmm. easy runs now you have whereas I was, me too <laughs> your range your range you gave me was like 1044 to 944 and i'd be like well it's 944 it's, it's i'm running 943 yes <laughs> shouldn't even so, be in range <laughs> yeah so i'm trying really hard to just you know the heathers and kelly's and other people you know other friends that we've talked to i'm trying to be like okay like the easy runs don't have to be looked at as quality sessions. Like, right. They're, they're not supposed, they're supposed to be, to be right. they're supposed yeah. to be easy runs yeah. um, because the hard runs are supposed to feel hard and nothing else should. Yes. So those are the three things that the stubbornest version of myself dis- disagreed with profusely <laughs> for a long um, time. Yeah. And right. I mean, when I got COVID and was flirting with ending my run streak, like, I, everything hurt all the time. Mm-hmm. I wasn't doing anything to help any of that. So no, I was yeah. just like, I have to come back, but I'm going to, you know, <laughs> thankfully massive kudos to you because I now have somebody that tells me that I shouldn't just go out and run 15 miles tomorrow. You really um, shouldn't. No, no, no. no. And uh, the, the version of myself prior, I think would have been aiming for 15s and 16s right now, which would yes. have been the worst idea ever. But yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's 10 minutes of anything is better than zero minutes all the time. So I try and at least do like 10 minutes of other stuff, if not more, um, if I'm going to go run or if you program me for a day that I'm just supposed to do that stuff, I try and be really diligent about that stuff. Yeah, I do do that. So you take, you force to take time off. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So those are, I think my, right. They're all kind of in the same family, but like, no, they're great. I think they're great. I know. Like, I think that's the best part about the community is I like learning from other people, like Mm -hmm. learning, you know, what they've learned over time, what's working for them now. Um, I know, I know your run streak was 564 days long, which is amazingly long. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and that it does work for some people and it, 
doesn't always work for other people. Do you remember why you started the run a streak and what kind of kept you going through that time frame? Uh, a little bit was founded still in being naive. Um, mm-hmm. I fully thought if I run more, that will fix what ails me. Like sure. if I run every day, then, you know, you can go to any corner of the internet and find anything to reinforce the thing that your brain might be telling you. Yeah. And I stumbled across, um, an account that, you know, someone was just like the best way to train your muscles to run is to remind them how to run all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, so if you're running every day, um, all that stuff will get better at running. And I was like, that fulfills the thing my brain wanted to hear. Um, but you know, and this is, I've said this to a dozen times, but you know, mama Brooke is a crazy awesome run streaker and it yeah, works it for works her and for it works for people. a lot of people. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, not to knock the run streak no, at all no. at any moment. Yeah. It just, and it, it gave me clarity. I, I think, you know, the weirdest thing in the world was run streaking and then being forced through COVID to stop. Mm-hmm. Like I learned a lot about yeah. what it is, but it was a deterrent for me. You know, I, I started it cause I thought I'd become a more consistent runner. And as mm-hmm. I ended it, I think I realized that I was becoming a less dedicated runner. Like yeah. I was just checking a box sure, to say I did it. it. Yeah. Um, I wasn't training. I was mm-hmm. just, you know, running a mile a lot of days to just be like, Oh, thank God I got that off my plate. Um, right. So yeah, I, you know, we had joked so many of our initial episodes of like, I think I could just go run a half today. Um, and, <laughs> I'd like to take that back. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I cannot actually no, just go run a half today. <laughs> no. Um, so, Maybe one day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, no, in the here and now it's, it's a lot more like, um, I, I really respect my rest days, like, Mm -hmm. like to the point where I'm like, I need to like fuel really well. I need to not move much. Um, and like, that's what my body needs. Like my legs and my feet and all that stuff are going to be really massive pains in my butt. Literally. Literally. (laughs) Yeah. Um, if I'm not, respecting the fact that I should not be doing things. So mm-hmm. yeah. 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 A hundred percent. Well, and like the run streak served a purpose in that season. I like mm-hmm. fully believe that there's seasons of life and that there's lessons to learn within the season. So, you know, yeah. I think it, it was good for what it brought to your journey at the time. Yeah. I think it, I think it like created the weirdest final chapter of closure and mm-hmm. a version of running for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that's the last chapter of the version of myself that was like running will just fix itself. Yes. Yeah. 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 And we will be right back. For your run is supported by flex your voice. So I've got a question for you guys. Do you love learning more about members of the running community? Well, come on. That was a trick question because we know you do. You're listening to this podcast. (laughs) We are excited to tell you about Flex Your Voice, a podcast hosted by two wonderful people named Jacqueline Corson and Olivia Wilson. 
Jacqueline and Olivia are everyday runners who, like us, want to inspire others and better learn about how to navigate their running lives along with their everyday lives. They aim to create a community that empowers athletes and continues to encourage us all to be more active through the stories and insights that others share. They also get into some of the more important topics around running and provide a platform to focus on how women athletes are treated and seen in today's world, along with the implications that physical activity can have on our mental health. They want to talk to everyday athletes who juggle their daily lives, but are passionate about running and the outdoors. To top it all off, they are genuinely wonderful humans, and they have made me laugh far too often while I am out ticking off my miles. You can listen to Flex Your Voice on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and new episodes will be dropping pretty much every week. You've got miles to run, so keep your ears and your mind happy. Well, now, like these are all the fun questions now. So, yeah, yeah. favorite breakfast, like fuel breakfast, like before you go for a run. I know that's kind of a good conversation piece mm-hmm. in the community. Is what's a good, yeah, dirty breakfast? Um, and everybody's different, obviously. But do you have like a go-to breakfast or like a pre-race breakfast? Yeah, I mean, thankfully, I. I'm definitely a creature of habit. So mm-hmm. I don't so much have to deal with the gastrointestinal distress as often, I think, as some people, yeah. which is definitely a, a, a wonderful thing. But mm-hmm. um, toast and peanut butter um, and dark chocolate chips, which probably sounds well, like the sounds worst delicious. idea. <laughs> um, but like, not a lot of dark chocolate chips, like, you know, 10, like you just kind mm-hmm. of put a couple on there. Um, yeah. But that, like, an hour or 90 minutes out. Um, going into Chicago, I was so like set in my ways that I took my own bread and my own peanut butter. I think a lot of people have done that. I've even heard people bringing a toaster to the hotel. I mean, Um, it's okay. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, that a lot of water, I need, you know, that's the thing I paid dearly for like two or three weeks ago. I just like forgot to drink water the morning of, and, um, I like to do that stuff at home. When I get moving, I like, um, like scratch should just take all of my money. Um, yes, I know you labs. like them right now. Yeah. <laughs> Good yeah. Lord. Like they, um, they have like these rice crispy treat things with like some, um, quinoa and some other stuff in them. Mm-hmm. Um, I usually eat that on the way to run. Okay. Um, I know a lot of people drink coffee, but I Coffee doesn't jive with Mm-mm. my <laughs> irregular heartbeat so much. No, no, no. Um, yeah. So they're probably not the best thing in the world, but they work for me. Is you know, I love buy ba the bai the drinks. Yes, um, you do. Yeah. So there's a cherry one that tastes like cherry Kool Aid. It's like Ooh. a homage to my childhood of sure. just never ending Kool Aid. But I usually <laughs> drink like a half a bottle of that on the way. It has a little bit of caffeine in it, but not enough to like piss my heart off. Sure. So I drink about half of that after I've had all my water at home. And so, yeah, toast at home, like a Rice Krispie treat thing on the way with some bit of caffeinated cherry water basically uh-huh. um and then yeah i uh i fuel for the that's hilarious for the run um 
<laughs> I was hoping you were going to say it. <laughs> dropping, dropping my own brand in there a little bit. Uh, um, yeah, I, I, I like Scratch's um, run mix. Like they have like a strawberry lemonade that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And they have some chews. I used to try and do goo gels, but as we have jokingly gone through with my Chicago race, I was eating gels and chasing them with pretzels just to like keep my stomach happy, which is yes. the weirdest thing to be yes. doing out on a marathon course. But um, yeah. And then I'm trying to be protein efficient after my runs and get a good bit of um, whether it's like a Lenny and Larry's cookie or um, you know, high protein chocolate milk kind of thing. Just yeah. get some stuff in. And uh if it's a long run, I've also just been trying to drink something with electrolytes post mm-hmm. run just to try and help myself out. But recover a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um your name for the run, since you hinted at name, where yeah. did that originate from? What's the story um, behind that? It was really just like I was trying to think like so I'm I, I, this is a designer joke, a web designer <laughs> joke for sure. Okay. But the worst thing you can tell a web designer is to go design their portfolio because there's no limitations. You mm-hmm. can do whatever you want. Okay. It, it, it's like, it's like planning. Like, it's like you want to watch someone just spin until they implode on themselves, tell them mm-hmm. they can do whatever they want. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, like, right. Like we all sit on our couches when we're like, what do you want for dinner? And like, everyone just like explodes. Cause you're like, I don't know. <laughs> everything. Um, everything. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I was driving home one night from work and for some reason, um, that day, I had kind of made a joke with a mutual friend of ours who is no longer an IG friend. You know who Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, we were joking. Like everything you do in life as a runner is Mm -hmm. for the run. Right. Yep. When you go to bed, it's probably for the run. Yep. When you wake up, it's for the run. Yeah. What you eat for breakfast for the run, what you you drink your water, how you fuel, right? (laughs) It's all for the run. Everything you're doing in a life as a runner effectively is for the run. Even if it's, you know, our friend, Andrea, I looked at um, something the other day, like I was looking at her run and I was like, she ran four miles in a big circle. And then I remembered that like, she was like, she had to take her kid to soccer practice. So she planned her run like around the soccer field, right? (laughs) So Uh everything's for the run. Um, And then I just thought that it was um, a nice kind of double thing in in the sense of like everything we're doing as a business is for runners. So um, yeah, then all those other things started falling in place with all of my goofy hashtags of, um, you know, for giving back for all Mm -hmm. these things. Mm -hmm. Um, But I had to cut myself off real quick. Cause my brain would have, my brain loves to just think everything I think of is not the best thing. Not, so and there's always something more. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. as soon as I thought of it, <clears throat> I, I remember like I pulled over on the exit to get off of our exit to come home and I was like pulled over and I just like wrote down in a notepad. I was like, it's for the run and it's nothing else. Like we're done. <laughs> <clears throat> so yeah, yeah, that's, that's how that started. And then it's just been fun building all of the 
goofy graphical stuff to go along with it. Yes, it has been fun to see it evolve too over time. Now, I know the answer to this question, but are you training for anything for this year? No <laughs> comment. Um, you can't plead the fifth. <laughs> yes. 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 We are training. Yes. Um, we are. So there's a show I watch on YouTube. It's like a <clears throat> hybrid sports commentary show. And one of the guys, the guy that hosts it, uh-huh. when um, it's been cool, he went to WVU to play football and he kind of went out on his own and it's like really paid off for him. So he has all these goofy opportunities come up in his life. And when he's, when something's up, Mm-hmm. But he doesn't want to tell people. Yes. He does this hashtag that just says I'm up to something. Oh, I like that. Um, and you are up to something. That's well, right. Yeah. There, there's two people in this conversation that might be up to something. <laughs> we are up to something. We are up to something. Um, <laughs> I think that's great. I'm going to start adopting that mm-hmm. hashtag. I think that's mm-hmm. great. That's yeah. Fantastic. And like people like it's so funny because sure. all the people that love his show start like trying to guess suggesting insane <laughs> things um but yeah we're so, up to skydiving yes <laughs> if you want to watch me have gastrointestinal issues let's go now, so i did i did find out do you have some fears <laughs> mm. in regards to the distance between you and the ground <laughs> Despite the fact that my head is usually higher from the ground than most people's. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I do not like heights. You don't. Um, I didn't know that. There are reasons that were forcibly uh, accidentally developed. Um, I was at a lookout and a railing broke. Oh, that is terrifying. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And 40% of my body was on the other side of the railing. Oh no. Yeah. And then, and did you fall or someone caught you? No, no, no. Okay. All right. You were just overlooking and then it broke. Is a cliff. Oh my God. Yeah. So the cliff crumbled. Um, so there was a railing like four feet back from the edge. Okay. And And it was at a state park and I was, Six, so it was sure. in like the early nineties, yeah. yeah, when lots of security regulations weren't as thoroughly in place. No. So it was like a wooden railing, mm-hmm. and I leaned on the right. It was like a two-post type of railing thing, yeah. And the first one broke, and my head mm-hmm. and part of the rest of me was um, <laughs> not on the right you can side. You be afraid of heights, then. <laughs> yeah. So from then on. Um, yeah, I went on a trip to New York with a friend um, and he found out really, really quick how like um, defensive and very stern and very serious I get, I yeah. get real fast. Okay. We like went up a staircase and we were on like the fifth floor of like um, there were no like actual floors yet, like up to the fifth floor would let you look down into the lobby. Mm-hmm. And we were up there and the whole thing's built out of marble. Like mm-hmm. it's stone. And he was like, come over here. And I was like, no, I'm not going over <laughs> to the side. And he was like, come on. And I was like, no, no and really he, was, not. he started laughing and he grabbed my arm and lots of profanity, lots of loud voice. Me came yeah. out and I yeah. was like, I will end you basically right. was yeah. what I got to. And he was it's like, my survival reaction. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. 
noted. We won't do that. Um, <laughs> oh, thank you. But yeah, so um, I, I will get defensive real fast whenever um, heights come into the equation. Mm. I don't know. It, and, you know, and Autumn jokes with me all the time about when we're in Chicago, she wants to always go up to like the sky deck in the John Hancock building, uh-huh. even in a building. I'm like, right. mm, nope, no, I don't. Still not listen, interested. I get yeah. it. How, yeah. A lot of my brain understands that building has been there. For it doesn't really matter. Long time. It doesn't matter. You're, you're automatically <laughs> six on a glyph. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So. Okay. Um, well, favorite shoe, current favorite shoe. Doesn't mean favorite shoe over time. Those Ooh. always evolve, but current favorite running shoe. Um, so I was a Nike head. You were a Nike forever. head ever for a long time. Forever. Yeah, there was um, the evolution of Nike. Yeah. Um a lot of that stems from like our cross country coach, despite sure. the fact that I didn't care for cross country. Um, one of the first movies that like we as a team ever watched was this movie called without limits, which is about Steve Prefontaine, mm-hmm. which also has Bill Bowerman in it. And that like little tidbits about Nike are spread within that movie. And I just thought it was all the coolest stuff ever. And I thought Prefontaine was the coolest dude ever. I still think he's pretty freaking rad. Um, so I just loved Nike. Um, and I don't dislike Nike. Um, there's been some stuff. Um, they, you know, they, they had some kind of not great things happen with like female athletes and stuff like that, that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. So I, I wasn't like, well, screw you guys. I'm going home. But like, I was like, I'm going to look around and just Um, see. Yeah. So shoes wise, I'm like, I'm totally digging ASICs in a lot of ways right now. Okay. Um, We have a bunch of friends that all like have all just kind of fallen into some Nova Blast twos recently. Um, Those are awesome shoes. I have, I have Nova Blast ones and I literally this week got Nova Blast twos and I wore them today. You did. Um, So those felt great. Okay. Um, I have the ASICs made a speed sky, which is like the race shoe. Okay. I got that to just try out because I was the Nike next percent for Chicago mm-hmm. and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And I was kind of just like, I need to figure out what maybe a racer looks like. That's maybe not a Nike race shoe. Sure. Um, yeah. And I, you know, I, my freaking feet, um, the bottom of my feet are little babies. Um, <laughs> so I put, stuff on the bottom of them to make them glidey and happy and all that jazz. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, in Chicago training, I was to the point where I was like putting the moleskin stuff beneath my big toes. And while I was doing like a blister pad and then covering that in a moleskin bandage, I might have to still do that. Like, I don't know. I I have these kind of goofy calluses on the insides of both of my feet mm-hmm. that are just going to blister. Like the longer I run, once I start, right. you know, getting into bigger, longer runs, I think it's just a matter of time before they like hotspot and betray so- me, even though I'm like covering them in goo. Um, <laughs> so I'll probably have to go back to moleskin patches. And I don't know. I don't know. Like I've talked with Todd and a bunch of other people about feet and mm-hmm. how to navigate it but i don't know so outside of that though uh everything else has felt really good but shoes wise yeah i'm totally 
I think Asics, Asics has and... been doing cool stuff. Okay. Um, a couple of New Balance shoes have been pretty cool, but uh, I was Saucony like for right at the start of COVID. I got like Saucony Speeds and is that the shifts. endorphin ones, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I loved the Speeds, but um, yeah, I, I was also buying too many. Uh, no. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I was, I was buying stability shoes and yes. I think that was not, yeah. I, I don't need a stability shoe. I, I think it was kind of detrimental to, to my calves. So I had to get out of the stability shoes and just kind of get into some more neutral shoes sure. and new balance does a good job with those. Asics has transitioned to doing a pretty good job with those. Um, and they're squishy and you know, all that stuff that everyone likes to do right now. So, um, yeah, ASICs are my jam right now. Um, favorite post race food item. You finished a race, your favorite distance, the half marathon. And you're like, (sighs) I need blank. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I need blank. I think, um, Pizza is always a go-to. Just Post give me a race? whole lot of pizza. Oh so gosh. much pizza. Okay. Um, what I kind ate, of pizza? Well, when I finished Chicago, I ate almost an entire deep dish by myself. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah. Um, that's I, a I lot mean, of pizza. Probably just Italian, realistically. Like, okay. I just, you know, pasta, Simple. Yeah. bread. Okay pizza right pasta sure. it's just basically pasta on dough on like, dough let's sure cheese and red sauce um, yeah yeah um my as i'm maturing <laughs> <laughs> that's the word we're using everybody yeah. it's maturation okay mm-hmm. we are maturing yeah. which indicates that we're becoming my, wiser <laughs> my body is and this will make bobby very happy my body oh. is my body is getting a little less interested in red meat yes um yes if i eat any type of, and I don't, we don't eat much of it. Um, no, yeah. like maybe through like two or three times a month, we get some okay. type of red meat, but, um, yeah, if I have back to back days where I've eaten red meat, my stomach is not cool with that. So I've kind of been getting away. We've been eating a lot more. I'm all kinds of down with salmon. Um, yes. this is hilarious to probably a lot of people, but I've discovered that sweet potato fries are wonderful. So they we've are been eating, wonderful. We've been eating a lot of sweet potato fries. That's um, good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Favorite current favorite song you had mentioned briefly, like now that mileage is a little bit longer, figuring mm-hmm. out like playlists and how you want to navigate that. Do you have a favorite, yeah. like, I need to have this on my playlist song so that when it hits during my mm-hmm. run, I'm like invigorated mm-hmm. to continue on, or maybe it repeats a couple times mm-hmm. in the playlist. Cause I've done that where I'm like, I need it at the beginning, the middle and the end. <laughs> yeah. Um, it probably goes a little bit. Um, so one that like, it, it's an oldie, but a goodie. It's always, um, yeah. I, I love uh, Mr. Brightside by the Killers. Okay, it's that's a good a one. Good yeah. Beat. Yep. Um, anything, almost anything, Blink 182 okay. is fast, fast beats. Um, uh, 21 Pilots is like one of my favorites for sure. Okay. Um, 
But it's like, you know, I mean, I fly all over the place. With, I think everyone does anymore. Sure. We're yeah, all it just depends the on the mood you're in. But um, whenever Taylor Swift put out all those like soft jam records right at the start of COVID, those mm-hmm. were like my easy run tunes. Like you just put some Tay Tay on and go <laughs> go for an easy jaunt. I love that you're a Swifty. <laughs> oh, I'm a Swifty so hard. Um, I think that's fantastic. But, yeah. Yeah. I move around a lot. Um, I have, I have a playlist recently that's kind of like been my go-to and it's like Apple music always puts together like your suggested favorites. I do like those playlists. They're different every couple of times. Yeah, and, there's, yeah. you know, Lincoln park taking back Sunday. Oh, Lincoln park is good. Mm-hmm. I always forget about them and fall out boy. And then I'll be yeah, like, oh, why have I listened to them lately? Like, yeah, my goodness. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, there's like basically, you know, we all have that goofy thing of like basically whatever our like final formative years are are like the songs of uh, like forever for us. So mm-hmm. this thing's got like Yellow Card, My Chemical Romance, Dashboard Confessionals. That's fantastic. Shout out to Andy That's a great Dashboard. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Andy. Hi, Andy. <laughs> um, yeah, thirty seconds to Mars too. Yeah, they're yeah they're always good, but. Give me a fast beat and some people like screaming about people not understanding Angst. them. And I'll, I'll be good to go. <laughs> well, that's fantastic. I want to say thank you for letting me interview you today. This was, listen, everybody. <laughs> when this idea came about, I was so excited, um, which is really weird for me. I normally am not, but I was like, I can't. I can't even fathom what Blair's about to do. I think I did okay. Um, you did awesome. <laughs> you did. I did okay. I kept the questions <laughs> as appropriate as possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just thought there's a lot of things that, you know, as um, the host of a podcast and the small business owner, there's lots of facets of Sean that not everybody knows about. I think it's okay that you share your story a little so that they know who you are. Well, I will say thank you for that. Um, I have like one day a week seemingly where I never do it because I'm like, no, I don't want to do it. (laughs) Um, But like once a week, I just want to (laughs) like post on For the Run and be like, you guys, this is hard. Well, and I think that it's okay to say it's hard. I think it's uh, like we're allowed to hold space, right? For all Mm -hmm. these different emotions. You can feel immense gratitude for what the small business opportunity brings, the companies you've been able to interact with, but you can also like validate frustration and fatigue, like as part of the whole process. Like at no point should there be the expectation that you have to be like, this is fun a hundred percent of the time. Mm-hmm. This is like invigorating. Like you can be yes. like, it is that, yeah, but it well, also is this other side. And, and for everybody else, that's not us. Blair did message me. She texted me one night this week and was like, are you still alive? I did. Because- I wanted to just do like a, like a life <sighs> safety check-in because yeah. I, global running day was awesome. And mm-hmm. But it was also a lot. So, yeah, I and your birth for the run birthday is coming mm -hmm, up and that is super exciting. You're going to be three. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, can you believe that three years have gone by? 
No. Yes and no. Um, like sometimes yes and no, but like three years, like yeah. And and it's um I'm always terrified to tell people the stuff that I'm working on because just like you, like if you put it out there, then people are like <laughs> waiting for it. Um, yeah. Or we think they're waiting for it. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah. They might not be at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a lot of I I can't believe the things that I'm doing, there are things that I wanted to do. Um, one thing I can say, cause I'm going to start making subtle posts about it. There's I'm, I'm really trying to get back into hats. There's a hat coming. There is a hat um, coming. I have seen a preview mm-hmm. and it's, she's beautiful. It makes me really excited. <laughs> she's beautiful. Um, everybody. Well worth the wait. Yeah. Well worth I can't it. wait. I can't wait. Yep. It's being made right now. Well worth it. Um, and the Chicago stuff, I'm very also I, stunning. You've seen that. I have um, seen that. Yeah. You guys, did you just ask Blair. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I know, get to see like a back view of all of it and behind the scenes. A BTS. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hashtag BTS. <laughs> um, and there's some other stuff. I'm gonna send a couple of people. That's not even stuff that I offer. Um, one of them I have to ask you about, I just literally got, so I'm gonna, uh, the thing I can't even say out loud cause we're still on <laughs> microphones, but, um, I'm trying to expand. Um, and it's just funny. Like I started by having some other company print t-shirts for yes. me. Yep. Then I got annoyed with that cause I'm the, my own worst critic and I'm very very, very up everyone's butt about getting things done a certain way. So then I was like, screw this. I want my own shirt, make my own shirt. (laughs) Um, then yeah, I started doing vinyl and all that stuff on sweaters and uh, jackets. Jacket Those jackets has been very love fun. My jacket. Uh, and then yeah, with and performance uh, tanks. With, I got my yeah. pacer tank. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. And I love so, the bright color. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the the last. This is what happens to me, everybody. Just full disclosure. <laughs> I traditionally think. Usually when I think that I'm good is usually when I'm about to figure out that I'm not remotely good. (laughs) When I feel like I'm comfortable is usually the precursor to, oh God, actually everything's on fire. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, like a week and a half of May was left and I was like, yeah, like I've already made some stuff for the Every Runner Belongs with Kristen and Because I Can with Autumn. And then I was all of a sudden, I was like, I told all the Pacers that they would get their stuff the first week of June. Mm -hmm. But then for some reason, my brain was like, but what if you could send it to them all for global running day or around there? And then all of a sudden it was finish. um, Every runner belongs shirts finish because I can shirts make Pacer tanks makes the the Swifters who are some of my favorite peeps. Mm -hmm. Um, I've got some stuff to make for them. Uh, I'm making some cross country stuff for our friend Andrea's kids. Um, Which I love that one. You'll have to. Is, is she does she have it yet? I don't know that I've no, seen. No, she okay. literally. I was yesterday, like, I can't wait for people to see it when. Yeah, yesterday it comes out she, she sent me the finalized. Like, yes, let's go. So okay. I'm gonna start okay. getting the stuff to put that stuff it's a together. Great yeah, branded image. It's really yeah, fun. It's really, yeah. really fun. Uh, I'm gonna try and share some of that stuff more on for the run. Like um, that, I do not just like 
stuff where they run stuff. Like right. I do all yeah. the other stuff. Other so, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like May 20 something. I was like, oh crap. His <laughs> <laughs> first is real close. Oh no. How'd that get here? <laughs> yeah. So like last weekend, like Memorial day, I had a three day weekend from work, but all that meant was I had three days three to like days really to... hammer. Mm-hmm. So I was mm-hmm. printing and vinyling and I'm sure peeling you were and, little um, fingers. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. work. Yeah. So, um, and for everybody, uh, in terms of pod world, uh, Blair and I are kind of like pseudo getting back to normality in life. Are we? So, I don't know. <laughs> is this normal? <laughs> what is normal anymore? Well, to not give anything away to anybody, I think your side of chaos island is getting a little calmer <laughs> it's less chaos what's the step down from chaos <laughs> uh uh everything's fine but it is in, in, a, in a slow burning fire <laughs> yeah i mean yes from no what? yes like I, november to may you were on a lot of chaos island. i was yeah. i was yeah. yes and school is now officially out so i know most parents are like no thank you to summer yeah. because children are more around but yeah, to yeah. me that time frame is less stressful. Mm-hmm. So I am excited yeah. to not be running children to school. They're yes. going to summer camp four yes. days a week, Yeah, but they don't have camp on Fridays, which lends itself to more opportunities for like us to do something fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We are going to go see family at some point in June. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so I, I appreciate summer. I'm always yeah. excited for summer. Yeah. Yes. My children are slightly more irritating at times than they are during the school year, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's different levels of yeah. challenge than school year challenges, especially. Well, and I think so. even going back in, you know, I, I was thinking about, I think of the most random crap, but I was driving the other day <laughs> and I was like, there should be a law not really, but like there should be like a parent code. That's like, just don't bring up going back to school until August. Like I remember I would be at like a cookout at my grandma's house on the 4th of July. And my uncle would be like, before, you know, it's going to be time. And I'd be like, you're a butthole. There's like, still a whole month. What are you uncle? doing? Why'd you do that to me? Um, yeah. But yeah. like, you know, one of your kids started middle school this year, which was a yes, lot, but like was so much this year, hopefully it'll be a little better. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be, it's different. I don't think there's anything that prepares you for parenting a (laughs) preteen at all. Nothing whatsoever. I know that sometimes like the newborn toddler phase of life is challenging. I'm not Mm -hmm. negating that it is challenging, but like, this is so much harder. Well, I think it's the whole thing of when they can respond to you, right? Like it's I, when they I, have their own personality even. that makes it different. I guess so. Like I just, I still haven't figured it out. And maybe one day, you know, as he's older, I'll be like, oh, that makes yeah. sense, you know, for that time frame. But mm-hmm. as, you know, the oldest, I've never had a preteen before, you know, yeah. so just like toddlerhood, we had to figure out how to navigate that. And now we're trying to figure out this situation. And I, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. I just don't know how to talk to you. <laughs> yeah. I, so it's been interesting. The humor now of my sisters and I is we're all old enough that we can now, you know, pretty safely tell our parents all the terrible things that like we got into. Sure. And, yeah. you know, my mom yeah. always just is like, 
yeah, um, <laughs> you know, I still want to this, meet your mom. This would happen, <laughs> and you know, it would just work out. It'd it would be fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and I, I've had a really big laugh. Um, two of my, one of my nephews and one of my nieces graduates high school. Oh, that's so um, crazy. And both of my sisters, one of each of their kids is graduating. And uh, like my nephew, like up until like a week ago, my sister was like, is he graduating? I don't know. I don't know. And like, she would right. call my mom and my mom would be like, yeah, this happened with Sean. <laughs> it was fine. He just, you know, it was fine. He just um, did. It was fine. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So it's been really funny to kind of, um, revisit that stuff a little bit. I'm with, sure. You know, my sisters yeah. have been venting there and I was like, no, it's fine. They'll figure it out. And they're like, well, yeah, you can talk like you, you were captain, like hold on to your butts and we'll see what happens. Um, <laughs> But, Captain, I may or may not go to school this year, but mm-hmm. still will graduate and walk across that stage. Yeah, I um, my sisters informed me that if you now miss more than five days of unexcused school yep. in the school district that I went to, you yep. have to appear in a court. Yep, it's true. Um, Welcome to truancy. I would have. <laughs> I would have. I remember the court. letter. Yeah. I would have went to court like twenty times my senior year. I'm sure. <laughs> Things are a little different uh, now. Yeah. Well, and <laughs> I joked with my nephew. I was like, "Yeah, that's my bad. I'm, yeah. I'm probably one of the reasons why that why exists. that is in place. Yeah. 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 That's true. My bad. That's my bad. Um, before we wrap it up there, there's one thing I learned about you that I think is a cool story for you to share. I actually didn't know you had tattoos. Oh yeah. I didn't. And mm-hmm. then I saw a long, long time ago, you posted about um, one that you have on your arm mm-hmm. of a tree, a tree. Mm-hmm. I love the story behind it. So yeah, remember, like, yeah, you wrote so, a very nice post about it. And I appreciated like, yeah. I think tattoos are neat. Um, yeah. And again, like you're a creative person and like, mm-hmm. and have appreciation for art. So yeah. is that your only tattoo? No, not. <laughs> um, and, and not a lot of people, not a lot of people know that I have more than one, actually. My, I, my, I don't think my yeah. mom hypothetically knows, but Ooh, sorry, Cindy. No, 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 no. It's fine. Um, yeah. So because I'm artistic, uh, one of the worst things is like, I have to have super validation before sure. I can do something like that. Yeah. Uh, mind you, my ambition is I want to get an entire leg sleeve done. Do you? Okay. I want my entire left leg to be a bunch of stuff. Okay. Um, all related stuff or just like uh, pieces like of just a story. A, yeah. 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 Just okay. like little bits of a bunch of sure. stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the tree, when I grew up where my parents live, ironically, they're both, they're both gone now, but there were these two awesomely big pine trees and, mm-hmm. um, they were just always there always together crazy stuff would happen with weather or anything and they were always just there they were stable um and you know this the one got hit by lightning and the whole top of it died wow but it still didn't fall over like even the dead part um this funny thing would happen in the summer a bunch of birds 
would fly over into it in the evenings and they would fill the whole top of it up to the point oh, that it looked so like cool. a pine tree again. Yeah. And they would all talk, right? So like every night from like seven to eight o'clock would just be squawking of birds nonstop because they're all in the tree, just like mm-hmm. hanging out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, for as long as, you know, we had pine trees in our backyard, like pine trees have just kind of always been a part of my life. And, um, you know, like they don't shed their leaves, they shed needles and they make things filthy all the time. There's a bunch of them (laughs) behind my house. I have to clean my gutters out all the time for them, but yeah, I mean, they're just big, they're stable, they're flexible, but they don't go anywhere. Like, you know, wind comes through here and they sway like four or five feet in different directions. But I think that's kind of life. Like everything flexes a lot. I mean, Mm -hmm. we literally just spoke to chaos Island. Like, you know, you were in like 70 degree winds and everything was just flipping. Well, I do love a hurricane clearly. Love a hurricane. (laughs) Living in Um, Florida. But uh, yeah. And then the other one that I have is I have, um, and people, Gen Z people are not going to know what this is, but that's fantastic. um, I love it even more. (laughs) Yeah. So for everyone that lived on 56 K internet, there was that like default buffering sign of like the circles. Yes. So I have that actually like right here on my, yeah. On my like upper near my shoulder. But, um, I got that after I read, um, this book from this person who was super raw about like mental health and stuff. And she called it buffering. And it was, it's kind of a reminder that um, you're allowed to buffer Mm -hmm. in life. Mm -hmm. Like you don't always just have to have the answer. Um, Mm -hmm. There's Mm -hmm. a, it's a reminder that you're allowed to spin. Like you're allowed to kind of just not know what's going on. So um those are the two. Oh, for I now. love those stories. Thank you for um, sharing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, you know, it's probably for the best because I think now we're in a time where tattoos are a lot more universally cool with people. Yes, but like yeah. whenever I was like 20, I wanted to get like a full arm sleeve. Like yeah, I was like, yeah. I want to do it. And I just didn't because I had all those problems. I was like, Ah, it has to like have a purpose and sure. it has to, yeah. so I just couldn't figure it out, which is good. Cause again, like 18 year olds don't know what they want to do in their lives. A 20 year old probably, probably shouldn't tattoos. get like a huge arm <laughs> sleeve. So that yeah. was probably for the best. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think like, I know you, you didn't ask specifically about this and that's fine. Like I've had this thing recently and I've told Autumn this a lot. Like whenever you really think about it, like, and like everyone talks about like, you know, we're all getting older all the time and time goes by so fast and all this stuff. But like, when I really think about it, like so many people in my life didn't really figure themselves out even until they were like in their forties. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like arguably your twenties and your thirties are still you being like, I don't know right. <laughs> what is going on. I still on. don't know. <laughs> Um, right. But I think that's okay. There's always going to be part of it where you don't know. Yeah. I mean, we have aunts and uncles that like all we've known as long as we've been alive is that like they are dependable and steady and successful. But like when we think about it, it's like they were like we've asked them and it's like 
but yeah, that was like in my forties, like Mm -hmm. I changed careers or Mm -hmm. I bought a thing or I became a president of this company or like, it's just, I don't know. I, I think there's some gratification and like a little bit of like security or calmness in the sense of like, if you're in your 20s and 30s or even 40s like you don't you don't have to have everything which like no i think even like when you schedule all of my running and stuff right now um um there was a part of me right like canaan valley chicago 5ks like i started running and i was like everything now yes yes um yeah and now i'm kind of like this is like a multi-year plan Mm multi-generation even plan of like Mm -hmm. i don't have to be the person i want to be when it comes to running tomorrow right but if i do the strength work days and ride the bike every now and then (laughs) and eat right generally and refuel and recover and do all those things like i don't have to be as worried like what the four year run plan looks like because it'll right. just get there. Right. So yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So. Well, thanks everybody for joining us on yeah. this version of our podcast on leave, your running journey. Leave it to my episode to end up being the longest one. What a shock. No. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, I could have given, I, we should have had a bet then. I would have been a very rich person at the end yeah, of this. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If we had guesstimated a time frame, I feel mm-hmm. like this is an excellent amount of time frame. This is excellent for a long run, an right. easy long run. That's right. You can break this up into two mm-hmm. easy runs. Mm-hmm. You could have ran and included us during your strength slash stretch right. slash recover time. Right. You could have made a snack. <laughs> This is multi-purpose podcasting right here. I mean, you can use this for a number of reasons. And I really appreciate it. I think it's a great opportunity to share. Everybody has a story and every story is important. So thank you for taking the time to share yours. You're welcome. And (laughs) she's going to nod her head in the directions of no very adamantly. But I can't wait. I'm not doing it. I can't it. wait. <laughs> the answer is no. Uh-huh. 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 Nope. Mm-hmm. Nope. I like mm-hmm. being on this side. This is way better. Well, <laughs> as we have said, mm-hmm. we're up to something. We are up to something. So when that something gets a little clearer and a little closer. Less opaque. Yeah. Maybe that's when... The clouds will part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there'll be the yeah. sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. So. Yes. We do have a sunshine and a rainbow. Yeah, Can't have true. that without some rain. So Yeah. There it is. There's there it the is. there's the <laughs> there's your silver lining. Silver lining. Yep. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, this has been a lot of fun. It has um, been fun. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And yeah so like full disclosure we'll leave this in even i've been like i think the reason i was so excited too is like i i really like just wanted to see like what would happen (laughs) when you were just asking me questions and it's really fun it is really fun yeah 
Well, and I thought I knew a lot about you and I, I do know a lot about you, but this yeah. was more fun because I got to learn even more. And then I got to see like how long we've known each other and like mm -hmm. when I like found you on Instagram, right? And yeah, started yeah. more like liking and commenting on posts and yeah. it's still mind blowing to me for the number of years we've known each other and have not actually physically met in person. <laughs> I know, I know. And like, at Mind least blown. once a week, we're like trying to figure out how to make that happen before, mm -hmm. before the thing we're up to. Yes, yeah. before the thing. Yeah. So The, the well, thing. The thing. <laughs> this doesn't make us stressed out at all. <laughs> no, never. We are very stress-free individuals. Yeah. Stress isn't a word in our vocabulary. No. <laughs> No, not at all. No. So. All right. Well, thank you since... everybody for joining us. We hope you yeah. enjoyed this version of the podcast. Yes. I think it's a great podcast to release this week because mm -hmm. it's in celebration of you as a person, a runner, a small business owner, and in celebration of your birthday for For the Run. I agree. Had a good timing. Yeah. Happy third birthday. Well, thanks. <laughs> Feels weird, but Feels here great. we are. Feels great. Look at how far you've come. Look at the first products you released and where you are now. It's weird. It's great. Yeah. Weirdly mm -hmm. great. You're right. You're yes. right. I'm going <laughs> to lean into it. You should. Yeah. It's huge. <laughs> All right. Well, guess yeah. what, everyone? We could continue delaying the now. end of this episode <laughs> for a really long time, but we're going to end now. You're welcome. So, thank you for doing this. Of course. This is yeah. an honor. Yeah. Thanks All for right. being willing. Well, <laughs> till next time, everybody. Who knows what the next episode might be? Who knows? <laughs> till next time. Thanks for listening to For Your Run, a podcast brought to you by For The Run. Special thanks goes out to all of our supporters on Patreon, whose contributions and support help us put this all together and get it out into your ears. If you're interested in becoming a member of the For Your Run pod family, you can learn more at patreon.com slash foryourrun. We hope this has been a pleasant break in your day, and we look forward to you bringing us along for your next run or whatever it is you have going on in your life. Till next time, run with heart and we'll talk to you soon.